Welcome to the Ecodharma audio series, Buddhist Reflections on Social Action, recorded in the summer 2014. For more about the work of the Ecodharma Center, check out www.ecodharma.com. Here's Alex Swain. There's a lot I value about the world of grassroots activism. The inclusivity, permissiveness and sense of shared endeavour enriches my life. At the same time, one of the things I'm most challenged by is the identity politics embedded there. Particularly in the earlier years, when I was keen to get involved but inexperienced and unknown to people, I found myself often uncomfortable and self-conscious, needing to choose a camp, the right one, define myself as a this or a that, are you a real feminist or anarchist or whatever it was, are you radical enough, and so on. Wanting to be there, to be contributing to social change efforts, and believing in the positive motivations of the people and immediate necessity of the work, I stuck it out. But it wasn't easy. I felt I needed to push myself into ideologies I didn't understand well enough to honestly get behind. It played into desires for belonging, for being in. It expected a level of integration and show of commitment I didn't feel at times able to deliver. I basically felt unwelcome unless I could shape my identity into something acceptably recognisable to the group. As I say, this is not to launch a particular attack activist networks. Identity politics is everywhere, who we choose to be, and what that means about how we relate to others. Actually, the world is rather ramming it down all our throats. How we self-define becomes pretty much the centre of life meaning, our life's journey being a gradual stockpiling and embellishment of identity adornments. All that leads to fixation with ourselves, constantly faced with these uncomfortable questions about whether we're good enough, whether we fit, whether we're in or out, the discomfort of which leads to more investment in the whole game. It's comforting, then, to be an activist or a Buddhist, because then I belong to something. I have a framework which supports me. There's a shared sense of meaning. There's a fostering of certain kinds of connection, and I feel validated. In a world where I'm encouraged to feel inadequate and separate, I'm unsurprisingly a bit desperate for all these things, never mind if it means I have to exclude and separate others to sustain it. And all this is going on, detracting from attending to the tasks and relationships themselves, political ones, or just life ones in general. It can be frustrating when identity, attachment to self-image, gets so much in the way of things. I'm here, offering time and energy to our social change movement, which, let's face it, needs all the help it can get, confronted by the enormous many-headed monster of the problem it's trying to address. And I have, at times, to struggle to stay engaged. A few years back, a group of us went to the COP15 protests in Copenhagen, at one of the big marches, we were walking along in the block that had defined itself as the radical social change block. There was a float with a speaker system on board, and various people were getting up there, inspiring those who could hear with anti-capitalist declarations. And at some point during the march, one of the speakers unaggressively asked that those people in the march, who were there on behalf of the World Wildlife Fund, they were some young teenagers wearing WWF t-shirts, please leave the social change block since they were considered too moderate, too much part of the system. So these young people who'd come all the way to Copenhagen because of a desire for wildlife preservation, 
sloped off to some bit of the march where they could reflect on their failure to be radical enough. It just didn't feel quite right somehow. Sure, there was a bit of me that was glad to see them go, validated and superior about my deserving inclusion over theirs. But didn't all of us there also want an end to species extinction? Even if I could agree ideologically, I felt sad about what was likely the experience of those individuals. I couldn't exactly imagine them coming back for more of that. I'm a this or I'm a that statements, at least when we believe them in a particular way, mean a differentiation, a separatism, which doesn't honour interconnectivity or conditionality. It also means a taking on of a set of views which make me right, and by implication others wrong, which not only causes myself and other people a significant amount of difficulty over time, but also gets hugely in the way of us achieving our aims. Where I begin to start pulling apart these dualisms and separations, I become not only happier, but more effective. And in the context of the social crisis we find ourselves in, ecological and wider, people who know how to get themselves out of the way, even just a little, seem to be an invaluable and much-needed gift. The world needs the Dharma in that sense. And in terms of Buddhist practice, for me it's also so much about having something to fight for. The more I fall in love with the world, people in their madness included, the more of my energy and attention gets absorbed in others. Forget yourself and give was a little citation I had scribbled next to my bed for a while, which has of course to be taken within an understanding that self-work and world-work are inseparable and support each other. It's not to abandon myself as unimportant. Neither is it to mistake being of benefit with unhelpful tendencies for self-aversion or self-sacrifice. In all this, it's the development of a healthy sense of self, personal strength and well-being, that means I don't have to hang on to myself so tightly and freeze me up for other things. But honouring that, there's the tendency for self-centeredness that needs to be addressed. Forget yourself and give works because the give makes forgetting myself possible. I can't forget myself by trying to forget myself. I have to turn my attention elsewhere. Being in service, if we throw ourselves into it, means a break from that exhausting story of I. Being good enough or not, things being good enough for us, become second to the task at hand, which is not to refute the importance of the inner work necessary to support change. It's about asking how and why I'm doing the inner work because of a continuing self-perfecting obsession, or because I want to be a compassionate force for positive change in the world. Being able to say, it's not about me, not to negate myself, but because of a deepening love and genuine sense of connection and belonging, is a joyful necessity. Getting ourselves out of the way frees up our energy, and there's just so much to be done. We need as much of that as we can get. Thank you.